growing maturity, and were a world away from anything her childhood in rural County Galway could have prepared her for. Mary Mullery, like many young Irish women, came to train as a nurse in England in 1939, since there were few opportunities for young women in an economically depressed Ireland. Mary had seen her older brother, Michael, whom she meets later in the war, emigrate to America like many local young men. Her cousin Delia married for lack of other options, and the grinding poverty and poor health endured by women through constant childbearing. Mary had been brought up by her aunt after her mother's death from puerperal fever when Mary was only three weeks old. Well educated, but with few prospects for work at home, and encouraged by her cousin Julia, who was married and living near London, Mary applied for a position as a nursing probationer at the most prestigious nursing school in Britain, Guy's Hospital, London. She passed their entry examination and began training there in August 1939, in spite of her family's concerns about the prospect of war. Nursing training began with probationers placed on the wards, tasked with the menial duties of bedpan washing and locker scrubbing, while they learned hospital routine and discipline as well as medical care. There were medical lectures and study in addition to long hours on the wards. When, in September, Sections of Guy's Hospital were evacuated out of London. Mary found herself continuing her probation at the Kent and Sussex Hospital in Tunbridge Wells. It is here that her diary begins. War first came to her in the survivors of the evacuation of Dunkirk in late May 1940, when the British Expeditionary Force had been pushed back to the coast by the German army and forced to evacuate. Later that year she watched dogfights overhead and socialised with pilots stationed nearby at Biggin Hill. Mary found escape in visits to London where, in spite of air raids, she was determined to enjoy dinners out and the theatre. In May 1941, she was caught up in the worst recorded night of the Blitz, narrowly escaping with her life when her hotel was hit and split in half. Yet, as a young probationary nurse, Mary often seemed more daunted by her matron than by the London bombs. Her long shifts and studies for her exams were punctuated by occasional holidays in Ireland, where she could delight in meals unmarred by rationing. Seemingly unlimited butter, eggs, bacon and rich fruitcakes were a short-lived delight before the inevitable seasickness of the ferry back to Holyhead. In 1943, After passing her state-registered nurse, SRN, examinations, Mary moved to the Brook Hospital, Woolwich, London, to specialise in fever nursing. Although the most severe blitz had ended in 1941, there were still intermittent air raids, and this period brought Mary closer to the realities of war on a daily basis. Her diary also shows how necessary this now more or less forgotten area of fever nursing was in the days before antibiotics when children routinely suffered severe complications from diseases such as measles. With the constant threat of bombing raids, Mary often faced the impossible choice between moving critically ill patients from their beds and oxygen tents to the security of the shelter in the hospital basement or of exposing them to possible death or injury by bombs. When Mary herself contracts diphtheria, We realise the risks that medical personnel constantly took as they cared for the sick in a time before antibiotics and generalised immunisation. At the end of her training in spring 1944, 
Mary joined the Queen Alexandra's Imperial Military Nursing Service Reserves, QAs. The QAs had been founded in 1902 to establish and maintain a workforce of trained nurses available to serve in military hospitals at home and abroad. QA nurses, sisters, served in the First World War, but in 1939 there were only 640 members. By the end of the war, this had risen to 12,000, including the reserve. The army was actively encouraging the recruitment of nurses as preparations to invade Europe mounted, and Mary was determined to join up, in spite of the opposition of her matron who, like many administrators of civilian hospitals, was concerned about the increasing shortage of medical personnel on the home front. In joining a branch of the British Army, Mary also faced opposition from her family back home. Her father had fought the British.